Ryan. What's up, Shinners? And welcome back to the Shindig podcast, where we like to get under the skin of the trials community. My name is Matt Pengelly. And I am Tom Hutley. And we have a superstar with us today, an internet sensation, um, YouTube sensation, cutting right to it, really. Um, someone who's taken the, the sport online and really helped grown and been a bit of a inspiration for us too. definitely yeah yeah he's, um, he's very active on the youtube scene yeah, he's a professional rider he was also seriously think. active on on the forum he was still is still is actually his um, name <laughs> is ali c, c. Alistair Alistair how's it going thanks Woo-hoo. for having me thank you for joining thank us thank you mate yeah absolute pleasure pleasure and uh, where are you in the world today? Uh, I'm in Glasgow. I'm actually in my motorhome parked out on the street because the house is a, a, a bit busy, people buzzing about. So decided to come out and into the street, a bit quieter. There might be a few cars driving by, but yeah. Yeah, we can see that in your, your that awesome little That must be so motorhome. nice just having that as a little kind of like, right, this is my space. I just want to get away from everyone right now. It's. I know there's some people, I, I think you'd really enjoy that as well, wouldn't you? So just that area being like, can I leave to go to my other home? <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely times when, you know, I just want to come and sit in here just to chill because, yeah, it's such a nice little space, nice and quiet, my own little hideaway. Yeah. Yeah. Just cl- close all the and, curtains. Um, yeah, we've heard. So you say in your house in Glasgow, um, are you still living with uh, some other trials riders? I'm in that not. Crew? No, the en- it's an okay. en- end of an era. So oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I'm currently. It's not even my house. I'm living with my fiance's mum. <laughs> okay, the the um, mother-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> to, to a certain extent. Right. To be mother-in-law. Yeah, it's yeah. A, I've lived with Danny and Duncan and a few other guys who are also riders in Glasgow for the last eight years. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's what we last heard. That's a long time. I mean, we've only been about a year, and we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like I was so lucky. Those guys are so chill. I mean, I'm sure I drove them up the absolute wall at times. I'm not the I'm not the tidiest guy in the world, working on bikes. <laughs> okay. Maybe leaving yeah. a few plates here and there. Um, yeah. But no, they're really chill guys. Really good guys. Um, but I know Danny. For certainly, I think he only ever treated Glasgow as a temporary place to stay. Okay. This is for uh, this Danny McCaskill. Danny McCaskill. Danny McCaskill yeah. For anyone yeah. that lives under a rock. The actual <laughs> YouTube sensation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's like, right, I'm not going to settle. I'm just going to, this is just a temporary thing before. I don't know where I want to live, but we'll have Glasgow's. T- then 10 years later, he's still here. And wow. <laughs> so I think he did finally have a bit of a, uh, an epiphany. He went, uh, he and Duncan both, uh, and with Rory Semple as well went and spent some time actually just before the whole lockdown was announced they went and um booked a airbnb just to kind of get out of the city for a while and ended up being stuck mm. in the highlands and really enjoyed being it didn't out look like a bad place to be stuck though did it for no shots, I must no say. <laughs> uh they yeah they had a, a really good time i was so jealous i really wanted to go up and session these pallets that i had up. I'm sure you guys have seen the clips they posted. Yeah, it's insane. I see yeah. that now. So you just missed out on that kind of movement, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so you left the house. Like they did invite me up. They did say, "Oh, we're going to go and spend some time up in the Highlands. You're welcome to come with us if you want." But I was like, "You know what? No. Um, I've, I've got my my own thing going on. Yeah. I've got my fiance. Um, I I can't leave her behind. So I was like." I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, but you, know, you go do Truly adulting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 
to, I think they had an epiphany that actually they really liked being outside of Glasgow. So yeah, they told me, you know, we want to leave and slowly everyone's kind of left the flat and yeah, the Pollock Shaw's Palace, as we called it. So we've kind of started at the end, really, but let's let's go back to the beginning. Let's give us some context of some of our listeners. We've got like obviously very new trials riders getting into the sport, some old people digging bikes out of sheds and stuff. I first remember you, Ali, just when joining on Trials Forum, and we mentioned at the beginning of the episode just how big like a user you are on there and still are. I'm getting concerned now. <laughs> no, don't worry. We haven't done any digging or I, anything like that. But there was too much. There were three hundred and seventy-nine pages of comments. Um, well, I went through the first few, and there was nothing. I couldn't find anything that was bad. Ali, you're like his punctuation is correct. <laughs> That's the thing. I always try to put in effort into what I do. So even commenting on a forum, I try to get my spelling right, mm. uh, pronunciations. Yeah. Uh, grammar as good as I can. I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I, I do try. And I've been into arguments on the forum, but even then, I try. I don't. I don't like to swear or like really call people out or anything. So I, yeah. I try to keep things, you know. So when I do look back in the future, I'm not ashamed. So hopefully, I'm stuck <laughs> with that. Absolutely. But it's like you've always sort of the. Before there was Facebook and, and like YouTube. Yeah, what we popular. know now. You've always been sort of quite, you know, high up within the scene, really. You've yeah. always had that. That presence. That, edge, that presence, online. I would say. Yeah, that, you've yeah. always had that presence. And I, um, I'd i always re- remember just, uh, you know, your name and the black cat being your image. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I knew. And then it took, wasn't for 10 years later that I knew, found out who you were because of YouTube. And well, so the thing with Trials Farm is I think I was member number 50 on there. Or wow. around there. And I actually I actually joined before it was Trials Forum when it was Bashgard.com and their own forum. And then it turned into Trials Forum. Wow, I did not know that. We clearly didn't. Right. Well, we, a... we joined it as Trials Forum, so <laughs> yeah. we, we wouldn't have known. But yeah, yeah wow. I think that's 2004, I was your first comment that I sort of read. 2003, four. Well, that was um, after the crash. So Trials Forum crashed and everything got reset. And... See, wow. this is new information, <laughs> right? We didn't the deep, know this. The deep, like, pre-forum, like, the, the <laughs> yeah, dark so web. Of the, counter got, dark web of... the counter got reset, so I was on there, I don't even know when, maybe from, like, 2000, 2001, kind of thereabouts. Yeah, pretty much back when I first got an internet connection and started really getting, kind of, into trials, I was, like, straight in there in the forums. Well, that was the, it was the place to be. When I wasn't yeah. riding my trials bike back then, you were on trials forum, you know? I mean, I could be getting my dates wrong, but it was certainly pretty early days. Right. So there any, anyone who can maybe, fo- obviously that, that information's probably gone. Um, but there was one thing I did notice in the first few comments, you put a picture of what looked like an awful BMX. So you, that you a blue used one? to own a BMX. It was a blue one. Yeah. I think, I okay. Remember. Can you go into a little bit of that? You, you just, we didn't see you as a BMX rider, Ali. No. Well, so we're trying to catch you out here. <laughs> Potentially interesting story of that. So I actually swapped my Monty 221X Lite for that BMX. What? You swapped a trials, trials bike, bike for, for a BMX? BMX. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> um, that bike was knackered. So you, I'm not sure, probably before your time, but they weren't strong. This thing, I'm pretty sure it was falling apart. And we went randomly to like a BMX race track or pump track. Uh, it was awful, but... A friend of ours was on that blue BMX and I just had a real good time riding it. I was like, well, I've got this absolutely knackered trials bike if you want. I was like, 
do a swap? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then we swapped and I honestly, I actually don't even know if I ever rode that blue BMX again after that. So I think yeah. I, <laughs> he just got it just for one occasion. Like, it feels good in the yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I actually, and that picture uh, that you probably saw is the picture I took to sell it. <laughs> yeah right because there's one who's uploading and oh here's a bmx i have you know and you're like oh dear what Did it, didn't 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 realize but we all you know we all start somewhere yeah yeah i so, know a lot of people assume because i do street trials now that i've got a bmx background and no like i have owned bmx's but i'm so, <laughs> i'm awful at this it. is something i wanted to definitely touch base on here is that you know a lot of the trials that we see who that's in the limelight Okay, has a lot of uh, elements of BMX discipline, should I say. But I'm trying to make it clear to others that these people, they watch Danny, watch Danny Mac, they watch yourself. You, you guys came from trials background. And I think that's particularly what's quite good about your YouTube platform as well, is that you do share this as well. You know, you've had builds where you build up more traditional trials bikes. Yeah. You know, the old classic Ashton, which was like when I first joined trials forum, seeing you riding that and you know, re rekindling that yeah. and getting it back into that. Um, so it's really good to see, but yeah, I mean, how did that progression then come about? You know, cause obviously you was massive on, on traditional trials, you know, you done the competition scene for many, many years. Yeah. So yeah, basically no BMX background for me straight into trials. Um, I mean, to be honest, I was probably, I definitely was riding a non trials bike in a trials manner before I even knew what trials was. Cause I remember getting a magazine MBR and it had an article on the British Champions uh, Championships. So it actually happened at Adding Moorside, which was a half hour, 40 minute drive from where I grew up. And I was like, that's what I do. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, these people, there's competition. People do this? I thought I was the only one. Um, or myself and my friends. And mm. yeah, it blew, it absolutely blew my mind that trials was a thing. And uh, I saw these crazy looking bikes. And I was like, whoa, I need to get involved in that. And it had a, a phone number in this magazine for the Yorkshire Tykes, which is now Tyke Trial. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I got my mum. I was like, I'm interested. Let's go to one of these. So she, yeah. my mum actually rang up, spoke to Barbara Wright, it must have been. Uh, oh, no, it's, this was before Barbara. Um, oh, my God, I can't even remember who was organising it back then. Going way back. Yeah, this is, this is 1997. And... Um, yeah, the next month I was at my first competition. No, this one is saying as soon as you see a trials bike, you're, inst you're instantly, you know, that's the sport, you're instantly friending them. <laughs> but I quite like what you said there about how you didn't even know it was a sport, but you was already doing it. Like, that's the kind of level of creativity. So even right then, I think your creativity was already there, that you're adapting a bike that is doing something. It won't create a bias for yourself because, like, oh, this is how the trick is. You're like, well, I don't know the trick. I don't know what this trick is. So all I want to do is get from here to here. So that within yourself, you almost created your own style of riding without... so it was basically yeah. myself and about three other friends all got into bikes at the same time like 12 no probably younger than that like 11 12 13 and we'll just go out and compete against each other and see who could do the longest wheelie who could get up the biggest curb who could drop off the biggest wall all these kind of pretty basic trials moves but yeah Trials moves. That's can... how it all started. Yeah, it's still 10 years ago. Nobody does that now. Oh, can you drop off that wall? Do drop offs. But you recently actually brought out a video <laughs> on like how to drop off as well. And some of us were thinking like, 
Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, though. we was like, yeah, like. <laughs> Why that... is that? It used to be such a big thing, and now it's just like. Or doing is drops. It worth it? Yeah. Or long competition bikes are the most awful things to do big drops on. They're too they're too long. So to do really? to do like, I'm not saying they're not doable, but they're they're not yeah. they're not pleasant. And especially with no, how so what's the there? optimum like obviously because you've you've gone through different bikes and things so for mm. yourself what's the optimum then like the sort of street setups that you've got now yeah or? so something where the legs can take the most impact so trial spikes at the minute are so long and with the bars so stretched out when your back wheel touches the handlebars like basically want to rip out of your hands and it's impossible to yeah. have your weight yeah. go down all onto your feet it ends up kind of going a lot onto your arms like trying to rip your shoulders out because the bike's got so yeah. long and so it much leverage. Really mm. So with the shorter bike, bigger drops are a lot more comfortable. Oh, actually, I never so really thought maybe, of that. And the bikes have got longer over time. So maybe that's why the, your dropping has just become less pleasant. Is as simple as that. I think it's a lot to do with the bar and stem setup. So bikes are probably similar length to even when I competed. It's just the bar and stem setup has completely changed where your body positioning is on the bike. So it really... From back when I rode competitions on a fairly long bike, you could still get your weight mm. back over the back wheel up into manual and stuff and really yeah. like take the impact with your legs. But with a longer stem, with the bars tilted forward, your, sh your body's shifted so far to the front of the bike. It just, yeah. That's why hooks are now becoming more of a thing and up to front wheels, lots of more front wheel moves. That's the thing. You sacrifice the, big, you sacrifice the big drops, which probably aren't that common to doing hooks and up to front mm. wheels which are way more common so it makes sense for sure yeah i can see that and how how is your what are your thoughts on that change of geometry because as a sport you know other sports don't necessarily change quite much but trials you've been in it for so long you know 20 more 25 years correct me if i'm wrong yeah like it was 24 years since i did my first competition so i'm probably riding a couple of years before that without knowing and what are your thoughts on that kind of progression of, um, well, I guess, body positioning throughout the sport? So, like, I'll, I'll just say it here, high bottom bracket bikes was what made me stop competing. And Interesting. Okay. So yeah. I, like, wow. I'm an old school guy. I started yeah. competing on my 1996 GT Avalanche, an 18-inch frame, triple chain ring, um, narrow bars, cantilever brakes. So that's kind of, that was my first competition trials bike. And as the years got on, the bikes got a bit more specialist. So I moved on to like a Pashley, which even these days is probably even more streety than my Hex. And then the bikes did get longer and longer. And eventually I was riding, uh, I think I got an Echo Hi-Fi, which you may have seen. I did a build video on that. Yep. And that was the bike where I was like, this has stopped being a bike now. This is... <laughs> This is this is it's not a bike, it's now just some it's a hopping, obscure piece of it's a hopping right. machine. That that's that's it turned from being a bike that I could take anywhere I could take to some local small little dirty jump area or I could take it to a skate park. It stopped being a bike to me. It started being such a specialist hopping machine that was specifically going to be on the back wheel or whatever, hopping through these rocks. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not into that. I'm not into it. Um, plus, at that point, I think that was almost too advanced, and then things went back down again. So I did. That's not what stopped me from riding competitions, because yeah, that was such an extreme bike. Then things went back down to lower bottom bracket. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Competed again for another good half a decade, uh, and then yeah, that's when high bottom bracket started coming back again, and I was like, 
I can't compete. I can't ride that style of bike. Mm. I've no interest in riding that style of bike, but it, you need that style of bike to do well at comps. And I was like, nah, I've been doing it for 12 years. I've, I'm done. Well, if that's what you're going up against, I see what you mean here. If every other rider in the competition is riding that geometry and you're something completely different, I mean, you know, a rally car against a race car. I, I don't know. That's probably a really bad analogy there. Sorry. But in, in, in terms works. of being not the same sort of sport, different disciplines i don't know where i'm going with that because <laughs> obviously your style of bike and then you look at a competition bike they are now you know you can stir two extremes yeah, yeah. trials never used to be like that yeah there wasn't those kind of it was niche. just sort of one bike that yeah, yeah you you could be a bike and like you said it's this this we've we've touched on it i think on previous episodes of some of the guests mm. we've had on whereby it kind of alienates people this kind of you said the high bottom bracket bikes are the hopping machines and that because people can't get their head around it. Whereas at least, you know, there's kind of bikes that you have ridden um, and maybe more so the sort of street style that you're doing now is a lot more approachable. People can sort of see yeah. that and they, they can draw the parallels between, you know, a normal bike really. Yeah, I think it's cool to have a bike that still looks like a bike, but not to take away from the competition scene or bikes at all because it can still go viral as people have proven with, yeah. that style of bike I mean certainly I did that video with Jack Carthy and I was like I was yeah, really that's done really well that yeah, one. yeah. I was, that was an interesting one because I was like I'm going to make this video with Jack Carthy and I know Jack Carthy is like the best rider in the world it's unbelievable what he can do yeah. like I yeah. I've known Jack since he was like knee high and just to see what he, I will be stood next to something and he's like I'm going to get up that I'm like okay so he's going to go up to hook up that fine that's pretty big then he just goes straight up to front or rear wheel and like <laughs> <laughs> For someone who's been riding for that long and you yourself are still surprised and astounded. Well, and also in seeing you ride like in person as well, like and then your videos and stuff. Like, you go massive as well, Ali. So it's just these different like progressions, like us looking up to you, you looking up to him. And it's like, where does this stop? Like <laughs> yeah. With that video I made, so obviously I know how good he is and I know Shipley Glenn, I know kind of how big these rocks are. I was like, but are my audience going to know? Like, I can show them but will they appreciate it? I don't know. So I actually didn't know how well that video was going to do. I kind of, my videos were doing fairly well at that time. And I was like, almost a little bit concerned that putting something so kind of specialist, different, might not get that many views, but <laughs> it went. It was it the nuts. other way around. Yeah. <laughs> For nearly half a million views on that video now, and it's still getting views and comments often i mean it's fantastic for the sport and this is the kind of which is why we want more people like yourself to be pushing the you know the, the media and just making more videos it doesn't matter necessarily if it's got thousands of plays a few hundred it's just more videos out there more traffic more people to youtube in itself means that all of us sort of help each other within any sort of trials discipline or community. Yeah. yeah because in that video i mean there was like you say some of the stuff that that jack done that was just humongous there's a bit i think it's like some sort of weird wedge and you're in it and it's like well above like oh yeah i don't know how the hell are you going to get out of this like i mean jack just but obviously pisses i it. think one of the reasons that video did work was because there was that element of comparison. So it's all great. You see Jack on this rock, okay, and he moves about and you seem like, wow, that was amazing. But until you're also in that same position with your bike, yeah. people can't really relate and go, oh, shit, that is big. Wow. Okay. Well, there's certainly a couple of times when I was like, Jack, can you go and stand next to that rock so people can actually see how big it is? Because yeah. like, when you just go and fly up it, you don't quite get the impression that it's as big as it is. No, and I tell you what, getting natural videos 
meaning rocks and you know all that kind of stuff they can be really hard to capture the the kind of the essence of the size and, yeah. and um, yeah. ratio of, and that's uh, another reason why i thought you know, maybe it wasn't going to get that many views because yeah riding natural mm. i found generally doesn't get as many views as riding street just because yeah you don't see the little nuances <laughs> of this little tiny little rock that might be just catching your back wheel slightly or maybe that way you're hooking your front wheel has a little bit of moss on it. You don't see those kind of things. Whereas in the street, you see um, a, a bin. People know how big bins are. They put stuff in bins all the time. Yeah, they yeah. can. They can relate to it. Yeah. They've stood next to it and yeah. so on and so, so forth. So I think for a natural video, it's well, really it, fantastic. It's quite job. humbling as well because you know, you've know you got your audience who's then built up and you know warm to you. They know what you're good at and your expertise. So then for you to say, you know, I do this, but this guy, yeah. like, it's on another. That, I exactly. think they can really see that progression yeah. as well. That's... Yeah, like I'm not the one. Hey guys, you should follow him. Like, and that's part <laughs> of it. I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of people try so hard to boost themselves and their riding with their own media, which is, yeah, I do that at times. But I think it's also important to be honest and be like, I've never claimed I'm the best rider in the world. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a decent rider, but there's people out there doing way more impressive stuff or different stuff like, like go check out this guy like this is yeah. insane so i think that's important so, just to give other people some credit where credit's due so with, with that in mind of course you'll be building this youtube uh channel it's, it's over a hundred thousand subscribers now if you're not already subscribed to it then make go, sure you on as well um what has that made you a better rider? Has that progressed your riding? What has that done for you and right? Because on was, a personal level, you were pretty me. passionate about riding anyway. Yeah. So I'll be interested to know what dynamic has happened now. Probably kept me riding. I, I honestly right. think I yeah. might. I probably would have stopped. Um, I got that's to. A good, no, that's good to know. So you don't feel forced, or it's not a chore, because sometimes it's difficult. To, there to are times I must admit going. when it's winter and. It's cold, it's wet, you've ridden the same spots a million times. It can be really quite hard to think of something different rather than being like, oh, I'm just going to go ride in the dark in the same spot again. Mm. So it can be pretty hard to think of ideas or just force yourself out sometimes. But that's why I started the channel because, um, well, a few different reasons. I was, uh, yeah, my income, my work was doing shows with Drop and Roll. And mm. that's only a few days a year. It's seasonal, isn't it? it really? It's seasonal. seasonal and even work. with drop and roll, it's kind of quality over quantity. So like not to take anything away from other demo teams, like I even ride with the clan at the time, where it's a lot yep. smaller events, but more of them. Whereas drop and roll is bigger events, but you might only get 12 shows a year. So outside of shows, I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't riding mm. as much as people maybe think I was. And I was actually probably just playing on the PlayStation far too much um <laughs> so i was like man i need to yeah do something about this a better outlet with this yeah energy and yeah yeah i've got all this time i'm wasting it i'm getting a bit bored of riding i need to make myself accountable and yeah videos was kind of where it was i set myself a challenge to make one year uh well a video a week for one year just to give myself a challenge because i've never kind of completed any challenges i'm I'm notoriously bad for starting a project and then never finishing it. So, so like, it's sort of like a personal goal, yeah. personal riding goals, yeah. So I was like, right, a video a week for a year and it'll give me something to do with my time. It'll make me accountable to make me go out riding even maybe if I don't want to. It'll make me think outside of the box for ideas. Yeah, yeah. 
it'll help me learn some skills and yeah it's had a few other benefits as well but for my riding yeah certainly it's helped me keep up riding rather than getting bored of it and quitting being held accountable has been great it's made me think outside the box maybe try some different stuff try different bikes ride different places so all in all it's been the best thing i've ever done for myself mentally physically for my riding for yeah basically every aspect I of my life agree more. <laughs> it's so good to hear and, yeah. and and seeing the way you're approaching it like looking at it from so many different angles then with your ideas for videos so it's not just like you know me doing this or learning how to do that but there is well just everything like with the, the jack carthy example and then, and then going back to your old yeah. bikes or even putting like you know suspension setups on a trials yeah, bike yeah. does it work you know because at the end of the day you're like the authoritative voice so you're going to be quite honest if like if this does work then this could be the most greatest <laughs> idea ever well the <laughs> yeah. other thing is i'm notoriously bad for changing my mind on stuff so often i'll make a video and they'll be like yeah this is great and then i just the next week I'm like tinkering so oh no this is I, I prefer the old way or this is better it's like kind of hard to make the videos and give us like an absolute opinion on something so I think generally with my video a lot of the time it's for entertainment and it's quite a cool idea but doesn't necessarily mean that I'm always gonna be running whatever I've done uh, yeah yeah in the, in the pursuit of uh, content sometimes yeah you have to do stuff like that and as a, a, you know, a professional YouTuber, that's, that you, that's what you are really, right? You could say you're a professional cyclist, professional YouTuber. What is, what is the common sort of day-to-day -day like with you, Ali? Are you riding every single day? Are you, are you thinking about YouTube every day? Or you're like, no, I dedicate these days to that. What, what would a, uh, an average week for yourself sort of look like? Oh, it, it can vary so much. It depends okay. on, the, on the weather quite a lot because I... I don't like riding in the rain. Unfortunately, I do live in Scotland, in Glasgow, where it does rain a lot. Um, so, say this week, uh, I actually went and filmed with Mark Westlake doing a lot of mountain biking. Met up with um, John Shrewsbury in Porthcawl. So I've got, yeah. at the minute, I've got five days worth of filming done. So that's hopefully going to be five different videos. Um, so after this call, I'm actually going to, be editing it's actually a really nice day yeah. today but no riding today probably no riding tomorrow uh, and then yeah on friday i've got to upload the video i might be able to get a little bit of riding on friday and then yeah basically the weekend will hopefully be free do some riding the weekend and then back to that's edit. what i was curious about because i for myself i dedicate you know weekends for riding and i make sure that we always ride you know, we have a term yeah. now we call Sundays at 11. Sundays at 11, yeah. Sunday right. that we, we keep drilling into people. It's like, whatever happens, Sundays at 11, you ride your bike. Nice, nice. Like, like going to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is, do, do you kind of leave the YouTube stuff um, at home on a weekend and then just focus on yourself and really enjoy that? Or is it always happening? It's always in the back of your mind. It's always in the back of the mind. Because yeah. the, the, the schedule is not like a nine-to-five job where this is work time, this is relaxed time or this is my time it, it overlaps so much and you can't i find it so hard to plan what i'm going to be doing like people say oh what are you doing in like um sunday the 17th next month and i'm like i have no idea it depends how things go so i can't say yes i ride every weekend because mm. might be something happening a weekend that needs to be filmed or i might be going out riding mountain bike with a group of friends who only get weekends free and I might want to film then or it might be raining at the weekend so I 
I changed that to an editing yeah, day. Off then, yeah. So yeah, basically, I don't have a routine. It chops and changes all the time, but it pretty much all revolves around content, when I can make it, when I can edit it, when I can get some free time, and it just changes depending on what's happening. And what's actually happening too, yeah. What mm. content you can gather if someone's locally to you. So keeping it flexible, that's good to know. Um, so with that in mind, what's what's on the horizon? What's yeah. for the future for the channel? We're, we're excited to see like <laughs> well, any big plans. So I've got these mountain bike videos filmed. I'm keen to do a lot more mountain biking. Um, nice. Like my channel, a lot of people say it's a trials channel. It's not. It's uh, a channel about me. It's an Ali Clarkson channel. It's about what I... It sounds so big-headed saying that, but... No, no that's I, a good no, distinction, we actually. No, yeah. this is exactly what we were talking about. Um, it's because it, it's a channel of you as a... Perfor like, uh, as a, a rider. Sport, a, a rider, a sport, a sportman, right? An athlete. I couldn't think of the Yeah, that's very true, actually, because when you say trials, like, yeah, that does really sort of quite narrow it down. And then, like I said, for future scope, I suppose maybe when you started out, it probably would have been like a trials channel, but now you've gone, right, hold on a minute, let's a bit wider would, would you say that's what's happened yeah i mean i never intended it to be a dedicated trials channel it was just a channel about what i get up to and what i get yeah, up to sure. isn't always trials sometimes it's mountain biking sometimes it's bike building sometimes it's a, a wheel build tutorial it's kind of just what i get up to so yeah see as i like to think ours we try and dedicate it purely to trials you see what there's that kind yeah. of other level there. Which yeah, yeah. Hopefully that that's why we're trying. Everyone's doing something slightly different. Yeah, <laughs> we're not trying to copy each other. You know. I mean, some people probably say, "Oh, you should probably make a separate YouTube channel for the mountain bike stuff." But oh, man, it's hard enough doing just one channel. I don't think so. Well, no. no, it works because you've already got like your face is very much like the the subject of of like the content uh, of the content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like you're very much an active part in everything, and I think people tune in for you not the, the Absolutely. trials not they're the invested into you as a person not the bike that you're riding or or what day it is you know they they want to see what you are doing your so and that has been one of the most surprising things is just how nice people have been uh about just me being me and that how invested they are in watching me because when yeah. i started the channel i've actually um yesterday i filmed I, it was Five years ago, last on the 21st, so just a few days ago, last week, uh, that I started the channel. I posted my first oh, video. Wow, yeah, that is five one of my years. questions here. So uh, you just hit the five-year mark. Yeah, so yesterday um, I filmed a video basically just to say thanks so much for watching, and I unboxed my silver play button. So... Oh, <laughs> we're so we have got another. We hit eleven thousand last night, so ah, <laughs> that's cool. nice one, guys. We'll, nice uh, one. we'll hopefully yeah get to the hundred thousand one day. But mate, that's amazing! Like seriously, dude. From thank from you very much. You know, from the trials community and stuff. Um, it, it's a hard thing to to hit such a niche um area. Yeah. So basically, I made oh thank you. I made this video yesterday. It's going to upload it pretty much after I've done this chat with you guys. Um, yeah, basically thanking people for accepting me as as me because in this Absolutely, first video mate. the first I think I, you've been an inspiration yeah i was so awkward because i'm not sure if you guys know i'll say it in this um video which is coming out later today i was uh, diagnosed with asperger's syndrome when i was in my teens so yeah. Yeah, i'm on the autistic spectrum and yeah i was so awkward i couldn't look people in the eyes i couldn't travel like across town i couldn't get on public i couldn't i couldn't go to school uh, or anything like that so i right. really impacted your life oh yeah just the basic things in life yeah so yeah. i've really struggled to make friends in the past uh, so to have this channel where i was really opening myself up 
I, I, was, ex I was expecting abuse. I was expecting bullying. Yeah. Or, and I had people warn me saying, you know what, other YouTubers are saying in their channels, be prepared for a lot of negativity. None. None at all. It's been wow. absolutely positive the entire time. Maybe one or two negative comments, but you get them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like what, what is well, wrong? It wasn't, with we you? didn't start getting negativity. Our videos got more traction. So in my eyes, I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? We've made it. <laughs> if someone is like commenting negatively and saying it, you're like, I think we've made it. So it's hit. Yeah, it's yeah, hit it's them in a different way. Yeah, yeah. They're frustrated. It's hit their nerve. <laughs> So I, I totally agree, mate. Like but, you're opening you up to to everyone and sharing your life, sharing everything about you. That's you're making yourself potentially vulnerable. Yeah, but everyone's so been I amazing. I cannot believe but how that's so good to nice hear, everyone's been. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the true value and reward of what we see a lot in society now. With with like podcasts, like longer form stuff, with videos where you actually share genuinely what your life is about, the struggles that you've been through, and people really gravitate towards that, and then they can mm. identify themselves in it, and you know. As you've seen, you know, you get the reap the rewards from that. You, everyone, you know, subscribing to the channel, that is the then personally investing in you and pretty much saying thanks because yeah, it's an audience. So and I think going back to the going back to the forum with being kind of uh, nice on there, I, I think you reap what you sow. And also with the channel, I think people can smell fakeness. And 100%. like yeah. if if I was to pretend I'm something I'm not, it wouldn't work. It really wouldn't work. And I think a lot of people mm. try to pretend on, on their content, their channels, even on Instagram stuff, they try to portray this lifestyle, which maybe they don't have. And yeah. That's, yeah. that's tiring to do. Well, I yeah. think it'll work in the short term, but then there, you can't, you can't keep up a life forever. You eventually get like unpicked and it's like, but as you've said, you know, you've been doing this for five years. So it's definitely not like to some people might have not seen the full journey. They might think it, Oh, it's overnight success, but you've been working pretty damn hard to get to this point. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it is a lot of work. <laughs> it's, it's never ending. It just makes me realise like we're we're nowhere yet. We've got so many years to go in in terms of trials too. Well, consistent, uh, get, keep consistent with it, and I think Ali's like the the, the guy to to look up to. I I, I think you've, I'll say it too. You've definitely inspired for me myself. I'm like, hang on a minute. There is trials doing that, and people are gravitating towards that. So. Um, it was sort of this time last year that I was umming and ahhing and saying, we need to do a podcast. We need to like start another outlet for, you know, other things. So I'll say that you've been a big inspiration of that. You may not have known it, Ali. Thank you. You, you know, you not just for us, but I mean, for all trials riders out mm. there who want to get more involved and, and be part of it and be like... Yeah, we're saying that to everyone else as well. There are people going, oh, like, oh, I want to start a podcast and trials. I want to do some videos and trials. Like, we'll, we'll do it. Like, do we, we don't want to be the only people doing We don't want to be this. those people. Like, we're not here to be like, oh, they do it now, so don't do it. No way. Yeah. Everyone has their own unique style and spin on it. Yeah, so, I've been so stoked yeah. to see other people like start their own little, uh, vlogs or whatever, you guys yeah, starting this. this I it. think it's fantastic. The more, the merrier. That's that's what we think. That's what we want. We, we want more outlets, more media, more content. So, so I can get home every night and watch new trials content every night rather than go on. We need, you know. I know um, if I, yeah. when I was starting, when I was 13, 14, if I'd had YouTube vlogs I could go watch, if I had podcasts, I, could, I would absorb as much information as possible. So... Yeah, uh, there's it's definitely people mad. out there who who want more and more and more. So yeah, there's room for everyone. 
So we're going to get a little bit deeper, I think. On, yeah, on I've got one. a story I want to bring up oh, um, that I got from somebody. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. So it's, it's okay. Don't don't worry. Don't it's worry. a good one. But I like it's this story because this is very much what... Yeah, go yeah on you then, touch yeah. base with um, Duncan, Duncan Shaw. On, um, the, on the Drop-In podcast. Hope he's listening. Um, on the Drop-In podcast about, talk, you know, living with Danny uh, and Duncan. And they're quite... They're, they're drinkers, aren't they? Little, lively bit, animals. Bit of a lively animals, bit parties. Yeah. And I think they got you out a few times. Yeah. And they, you did say to them, oh, I've been drinking... Uh, we went out drinking with them a few times, right? Just as a bit of a, but you're not much of a drinker. It's not your vibe. It's no. not your vibe. Right. I get that. Now, I don't know the date. You might need to correct this story from wrong. We're forward. We're going to go right back to a moment where you, I don't think you'd ever been drunk. And you were curious one night, I believe. You were like, what is it like to just be a little bit tipsy and jolly, I think, right? So um, please tell me if I'm wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll jump into it. I'm curious. You pop down the local shop. Pop down the local shop to buy just a small bottle of vodka. Um, but to make yourself not look like an alcoholic, you also bought some vegetables. Specifically, I was told a cabbage. <laughs> Might be wrong. So you bought a tiny bottle of vodka and a cabbage and then went home to, to drink your vodka and look at your cabbage and go, oh, is this what it feels like to be a little bit drunk? <laughs> that, I don't remember that specific one. Probably got too drunk and okay. forgot it, but that totally sounds like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's uh, again, it's it's a. I think it is a funny story because it's definitely. I have a friend uh, who's a similar sort of thing who's never been drunk. They're just like, but I, I just want to say that I was just the one, and it's the sort of thing they would do on their own just to go like, huh, is this it? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. like, and it's probably true because vodka. If I'm going to drink, it's probably going to be vodka, just because, like, <laughs> yeah. I just. The only reason I don't drink is I, I can't stand the taste of alcohol. It's horrible. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so I need something that has the minimum taste as possible and it's over and done with. Because I, I, I hate this sensation of it going down that heat. Uh, there's nothing about yeah, drinking yeah. that I like. It is not for me. Uh, so if I'm going to drink, which you know I'm not against drinking, if you want to have a drink, absolutely fine. Do what you want. And maybe occasionally I might join you. But if I'm going to join you, I'm going to have probably have vodka or some, some kind of shot I actually don't mind tequila. Tequila's all right. Um, oh, fantastic. That's good to know, Ali. That's good to know. Perhaps next time you're uh, maybe at Radfest when you yeah. see in your motorhome, I go, hey, I've got one. I'm running over. <laughs> like, he's here. Sunday's at 11. We're talking about drinking, not riding. I'm curious to know who you got that story from because that's some real... That was from Ross, actually. Mr. MacArthur uh, reached out it? to me. And he was like, oh, I'll tell you, I've got, I've got a really good one for you. So I was like, I was like, wow, this is... But I like that because, especially the choice of vodka, because it's like, well, this is definitely going to get me drunk. It's like the minimum viable dose. It's like when people get coffee, <laughs> like really, when people want the buzz from coffee, they should just have the espresso. So... That's kind of what you've done, right? Yeah. But when I get drunk, it's just going to be the vodka part. And it is just a drink forget. I don't know who drinks vodka I think, seriously. I mean, when I was like, stupidly, the first time I got drunk, I think was with vodka too. And, you know, it's just one of those things you think, oh, it's a strong... And don't awful first choice of drink like it's disgusting you know I, I use it to clean my discs or whatever you know what I mean it's just like a don't, not the sort of thing you'd um, and any really of the under drink. 18 listeners you know it's, it's, yeah, don't worry about it, drink. yeah don't, don't, don't <laughs> worry about drinking uh, I mean we two of our riders don't even drink alcohol you know Chris and um, Callum um, Shindig Ambassadors they don't drink you know so how um, I envy them like it's, it's partly <laughs> but then I, that makes me feel better because if they don't drink I now drink for two people so that's, <laughs> that's how I feel that um it goes and um uh what did I oh so yeah we, we touched base on that you 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 did your experience of uh of your 
your vodka drinking. <laughs> I was trying to think, when was the last time I had a drink? And it actually wasn't that long ago. It was probably December or January. Um, I had um, famous international skateboarder Richie Jackson staying at the flat. Wow. wow. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Everyone don't know Richie How did Jackson. that come about? Yeah, I was just about to say, t can you tell us a bit about, about that? Well, if you haven't, to those watching and listening, Richie Jackson is kind of like one of the most creative skateboarders out there. His video... You've got to watch the video. Yeah, go, Even just go. how he looks, we've got like, to plug him now, he's a creative yeah, guy. Yeah. So creative on a board. Uh, so creative. And he's got, yeah. he's got his, um, his fashion choice, which also makes him stand out. But... Yeah, he made these videos absolutely amazing. I follow him on Instagram, so does my fiance Jane. And I think she or I said, oh, she just messaged him to say that video was really good. It's like, it's so easy to do negative comments to people, so why not do positive ones as well? Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah either, absolutely. It was either her or myself who just said, you know what, that video you just brought out, really, really good. That was awesome. And then I think he looked at my profile and saw that I knew Danny. Um, and Danny had uh, obviously, what was it, Imaginate? And then he saw, yes. so he knew about that. And he also then saw Chris Kyle's uh, Kaleidoscope. And basically, Richie really likes what we do, likes what I do, what likes what Danny and Chris was doing. And actually, really yeah. quite was interested in doing that style of video himself. So he basically, got chatting and he wanted to come to Scotland to basically hang out and me uh, i mean if you yeah surround yourself with people you want to be like yeah you know that's that's the key. well i think in terms of his level of creativity on a board it, it's very similar to like yeah what, what danny and what other people do and like oh let's do this or let's involve this prop or yeah. like you know use the uh the bouncing ball in the gym or whatever you know he's very on that level but yeah carry on <laughs> so he's basically interested in coming and making contacts to try and that end result, get something like that made for himself and ended up, yeah, becoming quite good friends with him and staying, he stayed at the flat for over a month or something. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, you're just getting inf influence from others and it might not necessarily be a trials rider. That's yeah. super guys. cool. But that, the cool thing with that as well, it was just one message. Exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. And Jane, my friend. Super organic. Yeah, I, I do love that. I just She's I made so many friends from Instagram just by sending people messages. Fantastic. What, what, this is, maybe that's where we're going wrong. Well, we're not sending it, day, it was only a message to Martin. <laughs> it was only a message to Adam. This is it. You know, you don't know until, and then people yeah. are just people at the end of the day. I'm sure he was stoked it's... to see that. And um, yeah, what a great result. That's awesome. But yeah. Um, he, over Christmas, um, we had some drinks and yeah, I, I think, yeah, tequila. Had a few shots. It was good. <laughs> Celebrating in, in style, mate. Well, I know you said earlier <clears throat> about the uh, the competition. You said you only haven't done a competition for, for many, many years now. Um, I know on your channel, actually, you did enter the, the British Championships 2015. 19, I think. Mean, Sorry, it? 19. Yeah, a few years ago now. Yeah, a couple of years ago. I know you said that, oh, I think the comps are out. Are we, are we likely to see you at a competition again, maybe? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a video okay. coming soon. There might be another bike build happening Ooh. with something a little special. Ooh. Another reason I ask, Ali, there are some competitions happening this year yep. already. I'm not sure if you're aware. Maybe we will. I might see at them. Well, you know, we're just plugging them just <laughs> in case. Trials riders that don't know, you can actually go and check out on the FXN website. They've got a, a calendar there of some of the competitions. 
But you've pretty much answered our question now. We're very likely to see him um, staying in the tape soon then. You might, you might just do that. Okay. So I haven't entered yet, but I need to go on and get myself entered because, yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen, for sure. Fantastic Wicked. news. Because, like, you know, bringing your audience, I think, to that competition world and hopefully capturing another element of, of rides and seeing how... Um, exciting and buzzy, I should say, the competitions can be. Yeah, like comps are great. Um, some of the new ones. I think some people have maybe seen, like, certainly quite a few years ago, we had some discussions, let's say, with a few people. Maybe um, they got, some people got the impression that I don't like competitions or I don't like comp riders or comp bikes. And yeah, modern comp bikes aren't for me, but competitions are great. I love them. I, mm -hmm. I did over a decade of competition riding, traveling the world, doing the British champs, the world champs. Uh, so yeah, they've always, I'll always have a soft spot for a bit of competition. Yeah, it's healthy. You know, it's some of the only times that me and you would go and do moves and be like, I would never do that out of choice. Oh Being yeah. Being forced to. <laughs> like yeah. in various weather conditions and that, you're like, well, I'm here now. I've just got to give it a go. Like. So, well, it's probably one of our most all rounded trials riders, competition street, you know, TGS and so on, well, brings us into our very important round in uh, on the podcast. I, I don't think we're going to forget any questions this <laughs> We've time. We've written them down this time. <laughs> it's the same three questions, but the somehow we, round. Uh, we, we do this the like quick every fire week. fire round indeed, Ali, and, yes. And somehow um, <laughs> forget. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll fire in with the, with the first one. What rider gets you inspired or, or keeps you motivated? Um, so I've been trying to have a think. Because um, obviously I've, I've been watching and listening to your podcast, you knew so I, I, I kind of knew this question was coming. Uh, it is so hard to nail it down to one. There's been so many over the years. Give us a give us a list, maybe five or whatever. You can give us a list. It's something that kind of so gets you going. Like bring it way back. Probably one of the first real big influences to me to get me out to comps, push my riding. He was a way better rider than I was. Was Danny Smith. You know Danny Smith. Yeah. I don't know that name. I, I might be showing my age. So, so listeners, comment below. Let's know. Links. Well, I'd love to see. So this is around 2002 to 2004. He was a localish rider. Lived over the hill from me. Um, rode uh, like an Echo Pure first edition one. Absolute powerhouse guy. Uh, was his gaps back then were insane. And he was such a great friend. He used to drive me. Um, to all the riding spots in his, I think it was Mark Two, Mark One, Mark Two Golf or something. Um, <sighs> yeah, that. so we had so yeah. many good times just driving and riding, uh, going to the competitions and so on. So yeah, he helped push my riding back at the start. So that was good. People like Yolo, Aaron Yolo Cook. He, we lived together. Mm -hmm. He was another local rider. Uh, he really sees the out there lines, like thinks outside the box. Not only riding-wise, but lifestyle-wise, he's absolutely killing it in Canada at the minute. He's an incredible guy, absolutely. Yeah. He's one of these brains that you're just like, how? what's going on in there? He seemed to just... Is that like someone who's pushing you now in terms of like, oh, I need to... Because you know you have like something that kind of eggs you on to improve yourself. It's certainly channel, an inspiration of like, wow, if, like, if you want to do something, there's nothing stopping you. So... He, wow, I don't even know what his job title is. He works on a racetrack maintaining it, I think, but he builds race cars from scratch. He can weld like the nicest titanium or stainless steel exhaust systems. 
he can fix an aeroplane, I think he maybe fix a helicopter or something, he can raise up the nicest road bike frame for you. Anything like that, he's just will learn to do it and absolutely incredible. Really is. And the next question. I'll go with this one. Yeah, you got this yeah, one. Yeah, we'll go with um, a favourite spot. If we could plonk you anywhere in the world where you could just ride for, I don't know, the rest of your days, let's say that, um, where would it be? Oh, I think if I was, if the weather was nice, somewhere like Blackstone Edge. You know in the Blackstone Edge? No, I, I don't just think we've had that, that yet. Yeah. Blackstone Edge, no. no. Whereabouts is that? Give us a little bit. So Blackstone Edge is one of the tallest hillsides, kind of, it's right on the border between Yorkshire and Lancashire, um, kind of near Rochdale. You can actually see, is it the M62 motorway kind of from the top of it? It's where the, the highest point, it's the, the M62 is the highest uh, altitude motorway in the UK at that point, and then this is quite a bit higher than that. Ah, interesting. It's um, just this rocky outcrop. It's huge. There's so much riding there. And on a nice day with no wind, sunshine, I've had almost like moments of complete bliss up there. Just, ah, oh, it's it's amazing. Just rocks for days. Right. It's not bit of a bit of a paradise. Yeah. yeah, there's times up there I've been like, this is the life. This is good. And yeah, on a wet day, no. All changes on a wet day. Yeah, yeah. no. Well, An I, interesting I fact: definitely. I saw a UFO up there as well. See. They they are seen. There are they are around. Lots of wow. people. <laughs> was that just not like a really long day of riding? You know, when you're like really fucked and you're like, oh, I want to go home. Like, it could well be. I was up there with Stan Shaw, and I, he he never saw it, but I, I swear I saw a UFO up there. <laughs> yeah, just a just an illusion actually. Was my oh was that no? That's just a wheel floating. <laughs> um, but for streets, um, somewhere like Barcelona, I think you've had Barcelona said before, but. I don't know what the architects were on when they designed that place, but for street riding, we'll ride past spots, which if it was in Glasgow, would be like the best spot that you'd never leave. And then you just ride past it in Barcelona to go somewhere even better around the corner. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, makes it. We, we, we need to get definitely out Definitely going over like, there. I mean, uh, trials, parks and, and Weber and... Oh, just... Yeah, we will. Yeah. It is on it's the worth list. It. It's All worth right. it. So um, Blackstone Edge and Barcelona. Um, in... What's your favourite... What's that? What's your favourite move then? What move are you doing that really gets you uh, gets you going or buzzed? I don't think I have one. Uh, it depends on the situation. If it's, it, yeah, it's totally. Well, it depends on the bike too. I don't know. It if depends the bike on the bike. It depends on what I'm riding. If it, mm. yeah, I I can't narrow it down to one thing. I think. Okay. In general, my favourite thing. Feeling move, but it's not necessarily yeah, something feeling that... feeling like a sexy move. Like so I've got one in my head I thought you were going to say. But well, I'm going to say just a bunny hop. Close enough. I was going to say a bunny hop tap. Like, because I, I was uh, most recently watched that video on your um, mountain bike, the front suspension. No, you're on a full sus. Full sus, yeah. And he does a bunny hop tap on the mountain bike and it just looks textbook um, um and it looks like one of those things when you land it i thought you'd go oh my god this feels good <laughs> like that it just looks it and i was thinking that must feel so good it does okay, like, the bunny hop yes yeah, no, with full suspension bunny taps they i can go the highest i can go on any bike on my full sus bike 
Wow. Well, I don't know if I've shown you the video. I'm going to find it for Tom in a yeah, minute and yeah. show it. And it just looks like something that was made. It looked like it was rendered. <laughs> like, it's so good. It's so, like, textbook. But as for just moves, I think nothing feels nicer than a real full effort bunny hop when you get the timing spot on, you get the snap, you get the pull, the bike goes floaty underneath you, you get the tuck, you get a slight turn on the bars. That, to me, feels the best. I love them. I suppose that because they're so simple because you kind of, it is just effectively pulling the bars up. It's the first thing I suppose most people learn on a bike if they've never done something. Yeah, it's before, before a back hop, I was pedaling. Like, but then when you just broke it down like that, it's all those different nuances that all, if they're all, one of those things is out of line or out of whack, then the bunny hop doesn't work. Really. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, it's very much to do with timing, isn't it? I realise. There's not that many moves that oh, are timing, really. Tuck, because speed. gap is, I'm here, you know, really throw it. I'm but... saying it like I can do them, but <laughs> I just I can imagine that that's what it feels well, like. Well, we can. Is we're not doing 50 inches of it. Well, we haven't got the right bike. That's that's what Ali says. <laughs> yes. Our bottom bracket's too high. I've had a lot of practice doing the shows as well where we have the bunny hop competition. Always my favourite part. Yeah, this side-up competition is definitely my favourite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I'm... Like, Half decent at it, I must say. Um, there is one other really important question that we do ask all of our guests. Which, of course, is the name of the show. Um, of course, we are The Shindig Podcast. Um, that is a play on words. Some people only just realised, for those listeners, it is not named that because it's a gathering uh, or a party. It's called a shindig because it's an injury on your leg. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. But yes, <laughs> that is why it's called a shindig. Ali, can you remember or do you have a great shindig injury story? Uh, I've had so many, I've probably forgotten <laughs> half of them. Um, my leg... That's the first we've someone said that, but yeah, try and pick one if you can remember. Like People see my legs and be like, oh my God, what's happened? <laughs> um, so can I pick two? Yes, yeah, one yeah we love more, more stories, the better. One technically isn't a shindig with my pedal, but it's probably the worst one. Um, where I tried to gap bunny up, quick bunny up onto a block, then quick bunny up, up over a gap onto a rail, except I chickened out on the block, kind of half bottled it across um, the, the gap, tried to put my foot on the ledge, but I slipped. My foot went down the wall, and the wall was like a concrete one with sharp edge overhanging, and I hit just below my knee on the concrete, and uh, it folded my skin kind of up the Ooh. way. That's a good one. I like that. And not, not only did we get under his skin, it folded back. <laughs> <laughs> Folding back the skin of the trolls community. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I had, to, I, I had to call Jane and be like, Jane, I think I need you to take me to the hospital. Because uh, I've never been to the hospital for any actual pedal hits in my life. Like, Touch wood, fingers crossed. Of course, yeah, you never yeah. will. But yeah. this one, I was like, oh, okay, no, this one needs seeing too. And yeah, I did. I ended up getting like 12 stitches in it or something. Uh, and then you quite often ride alone, don't you, Ali? I do, yeah, this was riding alone. I was, was this, might even be been just before I started vlogging, I can't remember. Mm. Um, but four weeks later, I had a drop and roll show in Glasgow and I had these stitches and they said, these stitches need to come out in like four or five weeks. And it was the day before the show and I was like, I need to ride, but I'm really worried I'm gonna rip through my skin <laughs> with these stitches. So yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to take them out myself. So I took the stitches out. 
Go on. So I took the stitches out. Absolutely fine. Like it sounds worse than it is, but it's. Right, you just, I mean, you should have just, just done it as part of the show, like, and everyone, for the next trick, Ali's going to be taking his stitches out. Talk us through that. Did you just grab pliers and just yank it? Well, like, no, ah. you just you just cut. Uh, I think some of them you could even undo the knots, and you just pull them out. Just pull them out? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it, it sounds worse than it is, honestly. Yeah, I just pictured but, you, like, pulling string, like, through your leg, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it pretty much is. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, yes, enter the show, and, of course, it opened up again and blood all down it was horrendous oh. and i had to keep on going back so many people watching as yeah well. exactly i had to keep on going back to the first aid stand and i had to keep on putting new um, bandages on and, and so on so that was definitely the most painful worst and most bloody shin leg injury i've had um as for actually hitting my pedal i was in lisbon and it looked way worse than it was but i slipped a pedal Standard shindig, except it got me just below the knee, and it must have been just one pin just went shoof, all the way down to the top of my foot, and it was just this one wow. one long cut all the way down my entire shin. <laughs> wow, that might that sounds like the, yeah, how that sounds like the I was just thinking, yeah, because normally there's a couple of inches and it just kind of comes off. Or wow, that's I tell you, what, I'll send you some yeah. pictures if I can find them after. Yeah, please do. Yeah. It sounds like the the pedal itself sort of took hold of your shin and was like, I'm not letting go, I'm not letting go, I'm not letting <laughs> but go. It looked, I have him captive now. <laughs> the, the funny thing is that looked so bad, but I just put some, I taped it up. Uh, it's like equivalent of stitches. Uh, and I actually used honey on shin digs and it works so well to cure them. Um, to cure and then, them? Yeah. Are we talking just like cheapy honey, like squeezy bottle stuff, or has it got to be proper decent stuff? In no, it? I think generally like honey is honey. Because uh, my dad was a beekeeper. And right. honey... Yeah. Honey is this fantastic stuff. It's got amazing antibacterial properties with it. And it, it works, honestly, guys, if you have a cut. I was just realizing now, I was like, yeah, I think I've got like squeezy honey that's been neglected for years. I just start carrying it in my riding bag now. <laughs> and then next time there's a shindy, go, do you remember that time Ali C said about, yeah? That's when you've got like 0.1% honey content, then it's just the rest of it's just sugar. Like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, maybe it does, the honey does matter because. Like I said, my dad was a beekeeper, so we had this was honey from straight bees, from the yeah. hive. Uh, but yeah. um, it works so well. So I put honey on it. Just like, yeah, three weeks later, you can, I, I, I can't even see it on my leg anymore. Wow. Like, That's a little insight there. There's a secret. Well, know. similarly related to that, super glue was actually invented to close up wounds, supposedly. That's In, for Vietnam. Just a separate one. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vietnam. There we go. Yeah. Oh. To, so if you get like, a big open wound, you just super glue it up and that's. I didn't know that. That's wow. why I'm so good at gluing your fingers together. With it. Stuff yeah. They needed show. something the out time. on the on the uh, on the front, uh, so people could get st stitched back together real quickly. So yeah, yeah. Su super glue. It does make sense. I know that they also gave them like cocaine to keep them awake and stuff like that. But anyway, <laughs> this is a trial. We don't show. want to know what's in your riding bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I think we've uh, we've really um, touched base on everything we, we wanted to here. I I do. We always ask all of our guests as well. Um, if you were to have somebody on the show, who, who would you who would you want to to see on the show? Again, I've, I've got plenty of names. Um, I think it's really interesting having Adam uh, Adam Reed from Tighter Bikes and Joe Poyser from Onzeron. So to keep that theme going, I think Dave Cleaver from Inspired could be a good shot. 
Yeah. yeah. We're just waiting for people to say their names. So, yeah. From a competition side and someone I can't, I've looked up to for a long time because he's got his head screwed on from a business point of view because no, I'm a professional rider. I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time. But <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Bellet. Yes, yes, Kenny. I I have direct communications with Kenny. Luckily, I've um, he's been uh, riding for as long, if not longer, than I have. He's still an absolutely insanely good rider, like top level competition rider. Uh, he's been a professional rider for as long as I can remember, with all the big sponsors. All the, I want to know yeah. how. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's always been sort of like the the, the limelight kind of guy, really, like the kind of the picture guy for trials, kind of worldwide, really, isn't he? So yeah, look, I don't th that that will definitely be a go. I have a personal relationship with Kenny, so um, that should hopefully not be too difficult to do. I just know that he's a very busy man, and as you know, this this can be complicated with your time and Tom's time and. We're working full time as well, so we're getting there. Yeah. Um, one last name, of... I think. Ooh. Yeah, go yeah. on. Mark Westlake from Cleanzine as well, just as a alter. Already asked him. He's gone. He's on the Is list. He? Don't worry, because I always want Mark to do. Uh, he doesn't know. I want him to do an edit too, because he's amazing at his videos. <laughs> yeah, a lot he of the really big, is. the big videos that kind of. Uh, Show off like a lot of the talent we, in the trials world was done, done by Mark. Yeah, yeah. Amazing videographer. In there. We're very much going for quantity over quality on some of our vlogs right now, and we're same as you. Same we as are me. Aiming for that. Same as me. We call, you know once a week just get a video out, keep it going, and just keep the momentum flowing. But we do realise that there needs to be an element of, of perhaps some quality there, and maybe we could get somebody from the outside in to look at it differently. Well, um, Mark would be a great one. Like. That is what I've got in mind. He's, I, he's, he's going to listen now and I haven't even asked him yet, but it's on my mind. <laughs> so. like, speaking of riders who have been a big influence on me, Mark has probably been one of, one of the biggest. He's been certainly, he was there from when I kind of started doing the streety style riding and has been the yeah. biggest influence on me on kind of the, the BMX scene and, and doing things kind of like unwritten rules kind of way. I know that's like a touchy yeah. subject to some people. Um, <laughs> So he's been, well, the quality of my riding, Mark's person to thank for that. Awesome. Wow. That's good. That's really good to know. It's I think we're, we're the coming. Follow up yeah, then, yeah. We're, we're coming for We're coming for you, Mark, for sure. What um, if we're, we're going to close the episode up now? But one last message for our listeners in you know, it could be trials riders, could be riders in general. What do you want? All your fans on YouTube, anything you, your message you want to give? Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping with the videos, I'm showing that you know, determination gets results. Uh, that could either be riding, you know, if you're trying something, it takes hundreds of tries to do something sometimes. So don't give up. Basically, if you have an idea, stick with it, do what you can to make it happen and persevere. Hard work pays off. Awesome. Lovely, lovely, lovely message there. Thank you oh so God. much. Thank you so much. Thank you again, uh, Ali, Ali, for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Been a pleasure. You can catch you. You've got to catch up with Ali uh, on all the socials. Yeah. Obviously, he's massive on YouTube. His own website as well. What's the uh, exact address? Is it Ali Clarkson? Ali Clarkson.com. You can get all your Ali merch as well. Some awesome t-shirts and bits and pieces Yeah, I've there. seen you guys plugging the, the Shindig merch. I've been quite impressed with how like, pro you're doing it and stuff. Yeah, I might have to get oh, some tips you. on you. Very much. <laughs> wow. Well, we're actually the the it will when this podcast yeah, from is May, out, you can go onto our website and, and and get some uh, some go. of the goodies. It's still a working progress, but we're getting there next week for some people to start getting bits. And it's just there just to support the podcast, as we mentioned before. Matt yeah. and I both work full time. We already have a paying jobs. 
So this is really just to help cover the costs of yeah. the podcast, video, if we need to get a new camera for video and, yeah. and things like so that. So we really. can move forward and hopefully grow um, the shindig media as we're sort of going with it. We, we want every trials rider to be a part of it, you know, and we want every trials rider to know what it is and, um, and understand it because it's, it's just bringing the community together <clears throat> again. And, and Well, weird that's gone from full circle from trials forum where everyone was on it to now it's kind of disjointed where... Some people on YouTube, some people on Facebook, some people in WhatsApp groups, and it's like, like we'll put more media out. I think everyone should should do more of that. Um, so I'm, yeah. we're just so stoked that we've had you know yourself on Ali to kind of. It's been a pleasure. You know, you're the pioneer yeah, of this, absolutely, all, really. and we hope that your fans will find us too and and, yep. and realize that there's more. We're bringing out more biking um, content and material. So thanks again. We've been the Shindig Podcast. Take care. Take care, see guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.